It's in the net. Yes, we are back. This is a DCK podcast. This is season five and it is episode 20. And as always, I'm your host, James Graham. Uh, nice to see some people already coming and joining in on the show. So welcome to the podcast. Please leave a little comment in the live chat if you've got any questions or any thoughts about how the season's gone. We know it's been very tricky and we had probably one of the toughest weekends we've had in a very long time. So there's a bit of a somber episode tonight. So please do stick with me whilst we talk about everything. We go through all the good stuff as well. We go through guest DC who actually I haven't got, uh, I have got guest DC who I just haven't got any notes on it. So that's going to be a good one. Um, news talking points, match review, of course, because we're going to have to look back at that game. And then we've got the preview of this weekend's game, which is DCU after dark because it is at my time, 3.30 in the morning, which I don't think I will be staying up for watching this one. But yes, the best word to describe this season has it's been complicated. Um, is that the best word? Um, a mixed, I think, I don't think I could use a single word. I think what we could do is use a phrase. It's a mixed bag of emotions, shall we say, this season. There's been ups, there's been downs, there's been things that we wish never happened, things that we wish we did, would happen. But yes, time for rebuild of the defence as well. Yes, speaking of defence, hopefully they'll be sweating over the futures. And if they are, they should take some advice from the show sponsor. We are wild.com. If you're like me and want to do whatever it is you can to help the environment, there is one thing, and it will help you smell great too. Wild is the right choice for natural deodorants, as it actually works. I've always struggled with deodorants, but this one has left me feeling fresh, under the pits, and smelling good. The case is a fully sustainable design made out of aluminium. It's a case for life, and the refills are both that biodegradable and, and uh, recyclable. Also, when you go to order, you can customize it to your needs. Choose your perfect case and scent combinations. My favorite scent being fresh corn and sea salt. It's also eco-friendly and with all natural ingredients, as well as being vegan and cruelty-free. So what are you waiting for? Go out today with special discount, 40% off your first order for my UK listeners. When you use the code DC United Kingdom at checkout and for my global listeners, save 25%. Go to wearewild.com and use DC United Kingdom at check. Enjoy. Now, back to the show. And generally, generally, genuinely, that stuff is actually brilliant um, because it... <laughs> love that aluminium. Yes, that's how you're supposed to pronounce it. Not aluminium. Can't pronounce it aluminum, um, aluminium. But yeah, honestly, that stuff is great. Please do go and get some because honestly, I use it and I, it just I can still smell it. At the end of the day, I don't smell bad. I, I normally the spray on deodorants generally I get to what mid afternoon and I know that I need to refresh myself. But this stuff is great. So yeah. Please do, go and, go and get some, go and try it. Anyway, enough of that. Um, yes, so guess DC who. 
Um, <laughs> this is this is going to be fun. I've got to try my hardest not to give this one away. So let me bring the player up on screen. So I did that earlier on. I actually got that bit of it ready, but you know, uh, I didn't get my notes ready. So this player, as you'll see on screen now, uh, for those of you who aren't watching it live or uh, just listen to this in the background, if you're on YouTube, this is a, a little roll call uh, about this player. So this player was born um, over in Peru. Um, he's still an actual active player. He's um, a forward. He started off his career at Alianza Lima, um, playing 49 times, scoring 12 goals, then moved over to Austria um, and was playing for Red Bull Salzburg um, before going out on loan a few times and then made his way over to the MLS uh, playing for the Vancouver Whitecaps, who are our opponents and hence the link, um, before making his way over to DC United and moving on um, and now plays in Russia uh, for Torpedo Moscow. Um, he has made 30 appearances for the Peruvian national team as well. So he is a full international. Um, so who is he? Who is that guy? Just here. I'll get left and right mixed up and I'll get, get it right sometime. Um, so yes, that is your guest DC who, so a player who has played for us and played for Vancouver Whitecaps. I did think about Julian Gressel, but that would have been far too easy. I don't think there's really been that many players who've played for both ourselves and Vancouver Whitecaps. So there you go. We'll, we'll reveal our answer at the end of the show. Do not worry. This is not alcoholic beer. This is actually a non-alcoholic uh, beer and it's actually quite nice. Um, can't argue with that. Um, right, talking points. Uh, let's move on to that. So, uh, let's roll. Let's roll the VT. Well, 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 I do love that theme song, it is so good. Uh, so talking points. Uh, first things first, Ben Olsen. Congratulations. Let's, uh, uh, where's my reaction? Let's give him that round of applause that he so deserves. Yes, absolutely. He's won the US Open Cup for his second time. Um, he is only the third coach to have won it with two different MLS teams. So, uh, congratulations, Ben. Uh, you were so gracious in coming onto the show back in, oh, was that 2019? Um, was it 2019? Yeah, it was, was it the first season or was it the second season? Either way, it was my first live episode. Sec well, second live episode. I did it do a test uh, episode and then my first proper live episode was with Ben Olsen. And I think I, were, I was rather brave to do that. I've still got uh, your, got, uh, your guest DC Who player still up on screen. Let me get him off screen. There we go. Um, yeah, that was brilliant. Uh, we had a great chat about his time playing Korea, and especially when he came up to the UK and played for Nottingham Forest and doing his ankle in, which obviously meant his career went uh, finishing earlier than what should have been and talked about his uh, own goal that he scored on Boxing Day, uh, which is hilarious. So yeah, do go and check that out, actually. It's a really, really good episode. 
And I had such a wild time doing that. So I actually think I was wearing this T-shirt, believe it or not. So, yeah, do go and check that out. Um, I'm just going to move over to some of the comments that have been coming through up in the chat. So one thing I don't want is for this coaching staff to be broken up. Wayne, Pete, Fred, and Carl need another season. Uh, as the winner of the US Open Cup this week proved, the problem is not coaching. No, but I genuinely don't think we're, we're going to have Wayne next season. The way things are looking and panic going to pan out. If we don't make the playoffs, which is probably going to happen, that gives the re- reason for the higher-ups to then go and get rid of him. Not extend his stay. Uh, taxi situation was handled absolutely horribly because he was absolutely... Uh, I'm not going to touch that one, just mainly because... I think the taxi situation is not right for me to comment on. I've got my own thoughts and feelings on it, but I think, yeah, there's, there's certain things that we don't need to really go on about that one. Casper um, cost this club 5.4. Yeah, I mean, if I'm honest, I don't think it was all Casper, but there you go. Um, Benny Olsen, woo. Yeah, I'm not going to use the middle term to use that, Kim. I can't use that on this show, uh, but I, I do agree with the sentiment. Um, cool. So, yeah, so that's some of the comments that have been coming through. Uh, right. We've got to talk about the season, and we've got to talk about what the flip is happening. So this is where I will now probably go into a bit of a somber move, so I do apologise. Um, but, yeah, so the season. We can still do the playoffs. That's That's... But you saw that enough, yeah. Um, so whilst it's still mathematically possible um, for us to make the playoffs, we've got to have a lot of luck um, riding on this. So let me bring up the standings for you guys. Um, for those who are watching, um, for those who are listening, I will talk talk it through. Uh, all right. Here we go. Right. So you'll see me just move down to the bottom corner, I think. Whee! Oh, no. It's at the bottom. There. there we go. Right. So this is the Eastern Conference, as you will see on screen. But uh, for those that are listening, yes, Eastern Conference right here. So we're currently down in 10th in the East, which is below the playoff line. We've played 31 games. We've got three games left. But when you look at the teams who are just below us, every single team has got a game in hand on us. Even Toronto have got a game in hand, but uh, let's have a look. They've got four games left, 12 points. Yeah, we're safe. We're not going to finish bottom. Yes, we can We can, We can. can look at that and say we're not finishing bottom now. So we don't have to worry about that bit. However, you've got the Red Bulls who beat us at the weekend. They are now two points behind us with a game in hand. Chicago, two points behind us with a game in hand. Charlotte, three points behind us with two games in hand. Miami, four points behind us with two games in hand. Um, so yeah, that's that's the bit that we are worried about. We are outside of the playoffs. We're one point behind New York City FC, who we've still got to play. So we've got that aspect. So we've got that slight slimmer of hope and um, we're also one point behind Montreal who are uh, but they do have one game in hand on this so yeah 
looking at the most most of the uh, fixtures are going to be around when we're not playing, which is the decision day. Um, so I'm just loading up the form guide. Uh, so when we look at those teams, so we look at Montreal. Um, and again, this is not showing all four fixtures remaining. I don't know what the heck's happened there. Uh, NYC. Yeah, it's real. I don't know what the hell has happened here. But yeah, it's out oh, there. We go. Fixed it. Um, so yeah, Montreal, they've got Orlando, Houston, Portland, and Columbus. So they've got those guys who they're winnable. And a couple of those. So you're looking at another six points. That means they'll finish seven points ahead of us at the end of the season, roughly speaking. Um, much of that means, yes, we do need to win all three to go above them. New York City FC, they've got Miami, uh, which will be a tricky one for them. Um, then they've got us, and then they've got Chicago, which will be a massive game for them. Um, then Rebels, they've got Chicago, Cincinnati, Toronto, and Nashville. So they're going to beat Toronto. Let's, let's put that out there. Um, and they'll probably beat Chicago because Chicago's form at the moment is appalling. Um, I mean, Rebels isn't, they're unbeaten three. Chicago are, yeah, they're not doing particularly great. So, yeah, that would then put them above us. So that's that one. Yeah, then it becomes, and then you've got Charlotte and Miami who've got, who playing each other twice on the bounce. Um, yeah, it's the likelihood of us finishing in the playoffs is probably 10%. I want to say if I was going to put a percentage on it, it's going to be around 10%. Um, it's this end of season form has just been not good enough. Um, we look at Oh, at the start of the season and our best form came in between April and June where we only lost 3 and 12 um, which is incredible um, coming from us and where it's been over so many seasons uh, in that sort of time frame we got 3, 6, 9 10, 11 14 8 uh, 15, 18 points in that time frame. Um, which isn't half bad. So 1.5 points a game, which when you look at the table as a whole, 1.5 points a game, keep that, if you kept that form going out throughout the season, that would, but it's, and around six or seven. So a couple of places higher, a few places higher, a lot, lot better off um, than where we are now. And we would feel a lot better because that's the kind of form we would we'd expect this team to have at least. But when it comes to a more recent form, it's just not been good enough. We've won two games in the space of three months, which is unacceptable. You look at 
teams all across the world, if they had that kind of form, the manager would have, would have been out the door. Yes, we know, obviously, the way things are in, in our club and what's happening higher ups and front office and how we have disagreements about who's in charge up there. But yeah, Rooney's pretty lucky to still be in a job. And I think the only reason he's actually still, probably still in the job is the fact that he's Wayne Rooney. Um, and as fans, I think we would have a huge amount of uproar about that. So, yeah. Um, interesting. Um, the fact that he's still there. You look at Chelsea, for example. They've gone through four managers and um, in the space of winning three games. Granted, it's been 12 months, around about 12 months since they've won those uh, three league games. But yeah. Um, their company, their form is appalling. Ah, there was a, what was I watching earlier? There was a clip I was watching earlier about Chelsea and their current form is relegation style form. So, um, yeah, Kim, uh, you know, I'd have been stuck in neutral since midsummer. Yeah, we genuinely have. I mean, the three wins uh, that we've had in that time have come, come against surprisingly Cincinnati, um, Dallas, and Chicago. That's, I mean, we kept three clean sheets in those wins as well, which is, I, I always look at the silver lining on that one. Um, but then you look at the defeats, Nashville to be expected, New England's heavy loss there, 4-0, then we got beat by Red Bulls, Away Philadelphia 3 1 at home, and then Red Bulls again. And then we've had ties against Charlotte, San Jose, Miami. And even when you look prior to that, towards the beginning of June, we beat Miami at the start of June, and then we got beat by Atlanta and RSL as well. So it's just been one of those seasons where we start, <clears throat> we won the first game. Then we went one, two, three, four, five, six games without win. But then we then started to pick it up and it looked promising. Um, things were going in the right direction. And then, yeah, just didn't, just hasn't kicked on from there, really. So uh, only chance at a playoff berth is breaking the 40-point mark, um, which we're currently on 36. Can we get four points in the last three games? So we've got Vancouver, who we'll break that down in a moment in, in a little while. Um, then we've got Austin, who we've not really played that many times against. It's hard to say. And then NYCFC at home, which we can do. Kim, I hate you giving me hope. Um, four points out of those three games, very doable. But is it going to be enough? I don't think so. I genuinely, I, I don't think, I think it'll be 42, 43 point mark is what's going to need to do it. And then my next next thought on this is, should we be even, should MLS even be contemplating actually having this play-in game? Should it not be the top, so many, what have we got? Top nine teams going into the conference, into the playoffs. Should it not just be the top six? That's that's my question. Is should it 
why why even we, why are we even thinking about having playing games where the majority of the league makes it to the playoffs that just doesn't doesn't seem right so i mean yes you're right because more games equals more money um and that's what this league is all about isn't it it's more money uh, but i would love to um counteract that with more entertainment equals more money more entertainment puts more bums on seats more entertainment puts more viewers up but more games doesn't necessarily mean better entertainment and people watch to be entertained <laughs> yeah they'd put every team in the playoffs that they could it just there's a lovely lovely way that I would love to see um, make that happen it'll never happen but I can dream I can dream and then that would be promotion and relegation a two tier system which will never happen because obviously the way the league works and no investor would put money into something that they know they're not going to get into the top tier but you look at look at clubs in all over the world they've got promotion relegation everyone football clubs are a business all across the world got to have aspirations somewhere and right now not having a relegation or anything to really fight for just go it'd be great if we can make it to the playing game cool Where, where's your aspirations beyond that and that's the thing that is really really riling me up is the fact that there is no nothing beyond this club and saying make it to the playoffs there's no win the conference there's no make it to the MLS, MLS Cup final there's no winning MLS Cup um, ambition it's just Let's see if we can make it to the playoffs and let's go from there. Nobody wants that. As a supporter, as a fan, I want the club to have that ambition to go, we want to win MLS playoffs. Be real. Yes, be realistic, but show that you want to win something, not just sit there in 10th place in the league and be, eh, it's okay. It just really... It, it's very, very frustrating. So, um, and there's something I want to, I had um, a little voicemail sent in, sent in and I turned it into a little animation just to kind of make it a little bit better. But um, you all know him. Um, but let me just uh, play the clip and let me know what you think. Hi, James. James Lambert here, Capitol Hill in D.C., um, I have some thoughts for you as uh, the team has made me a bit numb to my feelings, at least about the club. I think we're at the point where there's just one so uh, potential solution, which is don't go to matches. Don't spend any money for the club. Don't buy merchandise. And if you want something to do on match day, stand outside the stadium and demand change. Spend your time talking to media demanding change and talking to sponsors and demanding change, but no longer participate in helping the bottom line of the club. And 
hopefully asking for not just Casper out. I mean, that's low hanging fruit, but competent leadership in and then non-interference by ownership with the soccer side of the. Yeah. So what do you think about that? I mean, it's all well and good being able to say, yeah, don't, don't go to the games. Don't put money in their back pockets. Very difficult to do that. Um, because you want to go and support the team. I get that. Um, I, I'd want to go and support the team as a fan. Because it's not the player's fault at the end of the day. Um, the players have been put in the position where they've been signed for the club, this and that and the other. Yes, they've got to perform as well, but they can really perform at the best, best when the fans are behind them. And we've seen... Obviously, things around the club where, and the pro, small protests from the fans um, in the stadium around Casper Out's um, flags going up, um, and the, there was that uh, moments in the first time that they went up that they were asked to take it down, um, and they'll be told that the people who needed to see it had seen it, um, but nothing's happened. And I, I don't believe that was the case. I don't believe the people who need to see it have seen it. Um, do we have a chance demanding for change? If people are going to go, we should at least have protest chance. And that is something that is, should be done. Um, we've only got one more game left at home to make that impact. And that is against New York City at the end of, at the end of our season anyway. And then we've got the off season um, for any changes to happen. So if we can make that impact in that last game, oh, obviously we'll do a podcast before and then and I will reiterate that point, Victor, that you just made there. But yes, we do need to have chance um, demanding change, making the voices heard. That's what needs to happen. Get those flags up. Make every little bit count. Um, it's... It's just difficult, isn't it? Uh, theory, the person that needs to see things doesn't look for things and doesn't care about the on-field product. Yeah. That's a good theory, Kim. Uh, it's a good theory. Um, it's just... Mm, I'm incredibly frustrated by this whole scenario that we're in now. I hate it. And it makes it worse because I'm... For me, personally, anyway, because I'm so far away. I'm thousands, obviously thousands of miles away from the club. It's not like I can just go down the road and do some actions or make a protest or anything like that. All I can do is put my voice on a podcast and hopefully the right people hear it. But all I can say is I hope you guys are out there who listen to the, listen to the show, listen to, listen to the show, watch the show, whatever, wear the merchandise. Just get that out there. Just, Make the protests, get the voices heard, make a flag, make a little, even if you have to make a sign um, on a bit of cardboard, take that with you, do whatever's needed. Um, that's what we need to have happen is to get something happening in the stadium to show that we're, di we're, we're disappointed. Not whether it's just Casper out, but the whole situation that we're finding the club and where the ownership are accepting mediocrity year in, year out, and they seem to think it's okay. 
because they're just dragging this once absolute famous club, one of the, the, the best club in the league, to 10th. Outside the playoffs. And they seem to be happy with it. So, yeah, it's just... No relegation equals minimal consequences for second year. Uh, I'm not saying we should have it, but there are massive consequences for it. Yep. But I think we should have it. And a lot of people disagree with me because it's not the American way. But it doesn't need to be the American way. I don't... It's, it's a global sport. Take influences from everywhere. Have that American influence in there by all means. That's why we have the playoffs in the way that they're done. But not having any consequences for finishing bottom or bottom three or whatever. Yeah, that's not acceptable. You know, best complaint probably doesn't need to happen in DC, but in New York, Amalice HQ. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Let's briefly talk about uh, the game uh, at the weekend against Rebels. Dreading this moment. Uh, so, yeah, so we've got to be 5 3, um, which is pretty much a, for everyone's been the final nail the coffin for the season. Um, that was the defeat that's kind of sent a lot of fans packing, really, wrapping things up. Um, especially when we've only got one more home game ref left for the season. Um, however, the first half was pretty entertaining. You can't, you can't argue with me on that one. And if you do, get out. Um, joking. But that was a hell of a game. <laughs> Kim, I can imagine how, how bad I must because you would have been taking pictures in that game. Um, and if you haven't uh, met him, if you haven't said hello to him, do go and say hello to Daniel, um, who's been taking pictures for DCUK, and you'll have seen them on uh, the social medias. And in the intro as well, you would have seen some of those photos as well. Um, good little guy. He's been absolutely fantastic getting those pictures in. So I do go and say hello to him. Um, but yeah, one heck of a first half. Felt like things uh, for the rivalry were going to be back with a bang. Abysmal weather. You've got goals galore. Multiple penalties. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. End-to-end stuff. Very entertaining. Um, start, ref, just let the game flow, which is brilliant. That's what I love to see, is the game flowing. Yes, get those free kicks in there right at the right time. Get the stamp on the game. But that game flowed for a little bit, considering the weather. Um, we had the hat-trick from Ben Take as well, which meant a horrible start. Now, the fact that we're the second team ever in MLS to have lost a game where there's been a hat-trick in the first half. Yay. Um, and yeah, you literally just took the words right out of my mouth, get there, Kim. So the second half carried on the, fir- the way the first half went, which... It felt like it was about to in the first few minutes um, with the way uh, New York attacked and then we were going back and it was just going back and forth. But yeah, it definitely fizzled out. Um, and I've written in my notes that the second half was just a bunch of nothing, really. Um, the wind was blowing against us as well. So the fact that we went in 
at halftime a 3-3 rather than a 3-2, which I think we were hoping that would have happened, meant that we we were going to struggle massively to take the lead in this one because attacking against the wind, it was never going to be easy. Let's put it that way. Uh, but then they got their goal in the 59th minute, um, which our defending on set pieces this game was appalling. Um, absolutely appalling. And then, yeah, it just kind of fizzled out. And then we conceded the fifth and the ninety-third minute. So, you know, great. Yay. Uh, Stats-wise, we had so much possession in this game, almost just under 60%. Um, so we had much more of the ball. Just meant we didn't, we weren't doing anything with it really. Uh, shots attempted 15 to 20. So it was one of those rare times that New York had um, let more than 10 shots against them, um, which if you listen to my last episode, it barely happens this at all. Um, we had six shots on target, so that eight, 13 to 15 fouls, three, two yellow cards. Um, they had a heck of a lot more clearances, 17 to eight. And then expected goals was 2.4 to 3.6. Um, rumor is there are still Red Bull players back in the back post at Anfield. <laughs> Yay. I'm just going to gloss over this now because that's the end of it. I don't want to talk about this, that game, any more than I need to um, because it was just, it was horrible. Um I came away from that game feeling incredibly deflated. Um, very, un- I was very unhappy with it, and you know, I just didn't really want to. Um, <laughs> I went to bed. Uh, I just struggled to get really get to sleep on that one because it was just like I say, one of those games that I just, yeah, I just hated it. Um, right so it is now time to look ahead but before we do break down the Vancouver game it's time for a little bit of The More You Know It's time to learn It's time to learn It's time for The More You Know Vancouver edition uh, so yes, uh, the more you know, um, which is the section where I will be teaching you all about the teams that we're playing against and where they're from. Um, so let's just have a little look ahead to Vancouver and some strange facts and some weird laws about Vancouver. So first up, did you know that Vancouver wasn't always known as Vancouver? It was originally known as Gastown. And it was named after a Yorkshire steamboat captain. Yorkshire. Hey, good old Yorkshire. Uh, who moved to the settlement to start a bar and a saloon. Um, he was known as Gassy, Jack Dayton, and uh, Gassy being his nickname. Uh, due to his talkative nature, um, the area became known as Gassy's Town and found prosperity thanks to the Hastings Mill sawmill and a seaport that emerged. Gas Town is now a core district in Vancouver. So that's your, your first uh, little little facts about Vancouver. It's also home to the largest pool in Canada. Um, it has the world's largest tin soldier uh, located in the city of New Westminster, which is located within the uh, Vancouver metropolitan area. Uh, Greenpeace was founded in Vancouver in 1971. 
And lastly, BC Place, where Vancouver Whitecaps play, was the first covered stadium in Canada. So there's your facts. Then you've got some, some laws. Uh, <laughs> Kim's uh, little fact, the longest Wayne Rooney ever travelled for an away match in his whole career as a player is DC to Vancouver, longer than any of Man United's Champions League matches to Ukraine. There you go. And to think that wasn't it, it was just a league match to Vancouver. It's just ridiculous. I think there's a stop stopover that they had to do because they uh, they were all flying commercial. Absolutely, it just it now it's all chartered, so they don't have to worry about that anymore. But back in what was it, 2018? I want to say that what happened. Um, so 2018, yeah, it would have been 20. No, 2019, um, that would have happened because that was the last time that we played each other. I don't find, and it was at Vancouver. Um, anyway, strange laws that you'll find in Vancouver or British Columbia is it is forbidden to play the bagpipe before 11 a.m. on weekdays and 10 a.m. on weekends. I think everyone is thankful for that law. I think they'll probably wished it was forbidden to play bagpipes and then that was it. But yes, you definitely don't want to hear the bagpipes uh, before 11 a.m. Oh, that'd be horrendous. Uh, you cannot sell yellow-coloured margarine in Vancouver. This is allowed to allow people to be able to tell the difference between butter and margarine. Uh, until 2014, it was illegal to have a happy hour in Vancouver. Uh, it was illegal to basically change the prices throughout the day in a bar um, in Vancouver. So hence the reason for ha no happy hour. And then apparently, and now this is apparent because it's not found anywhere, this law, but it's been rumoured that it's illegal to kill a Sasquatch. Um, do Sasquatches exist? Apparently it's illegal to kill them though. So there you go. That is the more you know. Right. Oh, Victor, which city deserves orcas on their logo more? Seattle or Vancouver? It's a good question, actually. I'll leave that one to you guys out there. And then that is it for the more you know. It's time to learn. It's time to learn. It's time for the more you know. Right. So Victor wants to believe in Sasquatches. That's uh that's up the rail. Let's let's believe in it. Why not? This podcast believes in Sasquatches. Cheers. Right. So moving on to the match preview. So my headline is we need to win. No questions asked. That is it. We need to win. So we're at Vancouver Whitecaps at BC Place, September 30th. 10.39 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and if you want to watch along with fellow fans, um, go ahead over to RFK Refugees uh, Twitch channel. Um, they're going to be doing a watch along for this weekend's game. So do go and uh, tune in with those guys. Um, it, which means for this weekend, it's a 3.39 a.m. kickoff which also means I will be watching it this weekend. Um, I have toyed with um, 
was tired with it in terms of uh, going to bed a little bit early. So like going to bed at like 10 o'clock. And then getting up at three o'clock, which may, would, would mean I'd have five hours sleep. And I'd be happy with that. I can live with that. I even go to bed at nine and get up at three. That's six hours. But then found out uh, that I've got plans tomorrow night. So and I will get back to that probably 11, 11.30. So yeah, that's not going to happen. So yeah, I won't be watching this game this weekend. I'll catch up um, afterwards. Mm-hmm. On Sunday, and how much I catch up with it depends on the result. But um, yeah, I'll be catching up on this one uh, later after the fact. Uh, as head to head wise, we've played 10 times between the two teams in uh, regular season. We've won five, Vancouver won three, and there's been two draws. The first match, this is the first match uh, between, uh, between us and Vancouver in over four years. Uh, last time was August 2019. Uh, which Vancouver won 1-0 at their place, at BC place. And previous to that, we'd won the previous four fixtures. So, yeah. Uh, Vancouver, this is Vancouver's first home match since August 20th. So it's been over a month since they've played at home. They've had seven away fixtures on the bounce in all competitions. DC have only won once in the previous nine. So that just goes to show how bad our form has been. We've lost four and drawn four. Uh, we started strong early season form, but we've only won five in the last 21. So yes, it's not been great. Uh, Brian White for Vancouver scored 13 so far this season. That's the joint second most in a single season for Vancouver. The only player who's got more is Kai Kamara, who... Uh, was leading the way in 2018 with 14 goals in that season. And if you've not uh, seen my MLS 101 stuff with the top five goal scorers of all time, Kai Kamara is in there. He's also in the, almost in the top five uh, MLS appearances of all time as well. Then you've got Ben Teke, who scored first half hat trick uh, at the weekend, which we were, obviously went on to lose, meant that we were the first, second team to have lost uh, again, where Hattrick was scored in the first half. Um, availability reports. Uh, standard players who are out for the season uh, are out for the season. Uh, everyone else is fit. The only other player who is out is Russell Knaus, who was suspended uh, for this uh, game after picking up a yellow card against Red Bulls. Uh, when we look at the current DPs of... Uh, well, we look at the roster in a bit more depth. They've got two DPs and Andre Kubas, who's a midfielder, and Ryan Gold, who's a Scottish midfielder. Um, so he'll feel right at home with the bagpipes um, in Vancouver. Uh, Ryan Gold is a cracking player. He's played um, for Sporting Lisbon, if I remember rightly. Um, was a great little wonder kid on uh, Football Manager back in the day. Um, career not quite taking the, the path that probably would have expected, but He's still doing rather well for himself. Let's put it that way. Uh, they've got one player in the under-22 initiative called Dybog Caicedo, who's a forward. And they've got a generation Adidas player in Jean-Claude Ngando. Um, so they've got a number of uh, decent players there. Um, yeah, interesting. So like I said, for me, uh, this one, I think is probably going to end up in being in a defeat for us this weekend. 
Um, the way our form's been, sorry, brother. The way our form's been, the way it's we just it's just not been good for us at all. Um, we look at so we look at Vancouver's recent form. Once I find them, they're on. They're up in thirteenth in the Sports Shield. Their form's been pretty good as well. So when we look at it, uh, so Vancouver in the last, um, so in the last five games, they've only won once, um, but they've only lost twice. Uh, they've had two draws. But then you look to the previous five matches prior to that, they then won three. So they've won one, two, three, four, five games in the last in the last ten matches, which is far more than what we can say. Let's put it that way. So we look at what our last ten fixtures, and we won one, two, three, four, five, twice. So yeah, I can't see us doing that well in this game. I would love to be proven wrong. I would love it if we beat that. I would love it, but I just can't see it. Can't see this weekend. It's. I think this is the first time this season that I'm not predicting a, not predicting the win or a draw. I'm predicting defeat. Um, genuinely, just can't see it. I don't know where. Pirani is probably my one bright spark in this season. Him and Ted. Um, so so I can't say one bright spark, but. Him and Ted have been two of the players I've enjoyed watching the most so far this season. I just don't think we've got enough in us to um, take anything away. It's a long trip. We've then got Austin um, in the middle of next week as well. So we've got a, a, a tough, tough week coming up uh, for DC United. We've got what? So we've got Vancouver, then we've got Austin, and then we wrap things up against New York City next weekend. So three games in a week, two away. Yeah, it's just going to be very, very tough for us. We know we're probably going to have a bit of a switch around in a couple of the, in some of the players over the next, over the weekends and then the midweek game. And then, and then a few days later, then we've got New York City back at Audi. So it's a lot of traveling. There's going to be a lot of tired legs. We just need to... If this was early on in the season, I would say we need to manage this in a good way, but we're beyond that. We're beyond managing it. Um, so, yeah. It's a tough one. I will say I will say that it's a tough one. And I wish it was... I was just coming, coming at it better, um, coming at it in a, in a more positive manner. But unfortunately, my positivity for this season has completely run out. So, yeah. So that's it. Um, no other questions that came in. So that leaves me to wrap things up with guest DC who. Um, so we had this dude here. Uh, who, when if I bring him back up on screen, uh, born in Peru, uh, started off his career at Alianza Lima, um, 
moved to Red Bull Salzburg. Uh, went out online a couple of times, even uh, spent some time at Leipzig as well. Uh, moved to Vancouver Whitecaps before moving to DC United. Uh, moving to another MLS team and then currently playing in Russia for Torpedo Moscow. I made 30 appearances for the Peruvian national team. Who is he? I will give you, I'll give you some seconds to have a little think about if you've got any thoughts uh, to those who are watching live. Pop them in the chat. Let me know who you think it might be. Um, I'm not going to give any further clues because that would probably give it away a bit too easily. Um, so yes, the fact that he's still a, an active player. Um, we've got one guess in there from Kim. Any other guesses going to come in? Let's let's give uh, a little bit of a countdown. Let's do 10 more seconds. So let's do 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. Four, three, two, one. Kim has guessed Yordi Rayner. Victor says Freddie Adu. I would love it to be Freddie Adu. Um, the player who was played for both Vancouver Whitecaps and DC United. He was a Peruvian national team player. Is Yordi Rayner. Kim, you were correct. Congratulations. Oh, I can actually do claps. Sorry, forgot about that. Let's do that. Well done, Kim. Getting that right. So that leaves us with the end of the show. So once again, thank you for everyone who's tuned in live. Thank you for tuning in. Victor, Kim, Zaya, anyone else uh, who's tuned in as well. Uh, Victor, you thought you were right. Unfortunately not. Uh, Freddie, do. Um... American Ghanaian. Um, so, knowledge. Um, Freddie Dew has actually already been uh, on Guest DC Who as well uh, last season. Uh, so, unless it comes come around next year, um, we will do, uh, we might have Freddie Dew back on again under different circumstances. So, right. And if Freddie Dew wants to come on the show, I would love that because he is one of the main reasons why I follow the club. Um, send him a DM. Send him a DM on Instagram or Twitter. Oh, sorry, X. Um, just go get on the DC UK podcast. Go and follow him. And we'll, because that would be an amazing thing for me to have. To have him on would be a dream come true. So that's it for this, uh, for this week's episode. Thank you for tuning into this somber, somber episode where is the season over? I believe it is. So until next time, Vamos United. Still want to act, not the ghost. 